She's she's wow. stationed in uh, Border Robins, Georgia. Is she really? Wow. <laughs> you are. All right. So I want to get right into uh, the new season. I just yeah. want to know what are your thoughts? Like what your thoughts are on the new season of 22, the cast, the gameplay, all of it. Okay. So the, the cast, I, you know, again, you know, obviously Dylan, I don't criticize nobody. I'm always yeah. positive. So I'm not going to criticize. Uh, I mean, the ratings speak for themselves, whatever the ratings are, it's going to speak for themselves. I mean, I, 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 I mean, they have some, some really good plays that some people like. But again, if you're not a live feeder, which I'm not, I don't watch it live feed, you only get to see what production enables you to see. Mm-hmm. So that people like you and other people, inform people like me who were even on the show of what's really going on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because what I see is going to happen tonight from 8 to 9 with 16 minutes of commercials, right? Mm-hmm. 10 minutes of replay from the show before, right? So yeah. you probably end up getting like 32 minutes of actual show. And again, we already know who's going to, who's on the block and the POV. You know that he didn't use the POV. Yeah, right? Tyler didn't use it. Um, and Dave, um, so I want to get into, I like that you brought up the editing because that was one of my questions I wanted to ask yeah. you. So you were in the house. Like you actually yeah. saw firsthand how it was. six days in the house. Yeah. Um, so I've, there's been some fans that think the live feeds and the show on CBS are completely two different things, right? I want to know what your take on that is on why do you think production has two different, like a, well, a live feed and a show and why do you think it's so different? Okay, Dylan, here's what I'm going to tell you that my, my interpretation of it, and it's also probably not going to sit well with the CBS people, but I mean, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. They, when you get the live feeds, you can't hide from somebody. You can't make stuff up. Like I, if I know tomorrow is a, is a live eviction, if you ever notice a live eviction, all the girls would be dressed up. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guys on my season didn't dress up, but I would wear a suit, yep. you know what I mean? Because we knew. That was going on national TV live. It wasn't going to be what production made us look like. Each week, production cuts it down. You're in that house. It's 168 hours in a week, mm-hmm. as you know. So you're in that house. They show Sunday night, they Wednesday night, and then the live eviction. So the live eviction on Thursday night, you cannot, production can't mess with that. They can to some point, but a lot of it is what you do and say because you're coming on live for that 40 minutes. But the other things, they take the best or the worst of that 164 hours and they make it into 40 minutes of show. So mm-hmm. let's say production, whatever gonna, whatever's gonna benefit production is who they're gonna like. It's unfortunate and it's unfortunate to have to talk like that. But I mean, what makes Nicole such a good player? Maybe production helps her a little along the way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, not just saying, I'm just saying Nicole, anybody. Maybe because they help them and they, they enable them and they navigate them through things or they let them know what's going on or they make pre-show alliances. I mean, yeah. if you make a pre-show alliance dealing, it's pretty simple. If me and you called each other up tonight and we talked for three hours and we were going off to CBS tomorrow and before we even got on the show, we told all the little mannerisms we were going to use and all the little, uh, maybe little jokes we were going to use and little other, little other peculiarities we were going to use and then I would know if you were telling the truth and you, you know that I'm going to be on your side but we're yeah. not going to let anyone else know you know yeah. what I mean so I think the editing I think the show is trying to attack attract viewers so yeah. they do the best they can like like I've seen people's tweets of how bad the season is in terms of popularity of viewing audience because the whole yeah. key Dylan remember this in life is so they can make money CBS yeah. makes money CBS is not going to bring five people on and just going to sleep all day. Unfortunately, it looks like that's what they did here, though. You know, yeah. but they want people who are going to be active, who are going to cause problems. Now, don't let me. You got to understand this. Josh is perfect for Big Brother. The pots in the pan, constantly yelling into the camera, uh, crying when when he wanted and stuff like that. That's entertaining. Josh mm-hmm. was entertaining. If anything, a lot of people may not like him, and a lot of people do like him. But you cannot say he wasn't entertaining. He was extremely entertaining. You know he, what I mean? He's good for reality TV. Exactly. So that's, but that's what they want. They'll think about it. They, I mean, I really didn't, don't think they anticipated Janelle, Kaza, Ian all being gone, almost post-jury, uh, I mean, pre-jury, except for Ian, you know? Yeah. I don't think they anticipated that. And Bailey, if anything, they're entertaining. So yeah. the people you have left now, and again, it all comes back to money. 
all all the whole show is about it's entertain America, entertain uh, people who are Big Brother followers. But for production and for CBS, it's to generate income. Mm-hmm. That's the bottom line. You you understand that, correct? They want money, yeah. I think now that they realize they may have made a mistake because once they get to Vaughn out tomorrow night, which I think what they may do, I don't know. Again, I'm not a live feeder. I think your audience is even going to be cut another quarter. You're only going to have 2.5 million people watching, which is, I mean, people watch reruns of shows, 2.5 million, you know? So, I mean, I think they, and I mean, Enzo's entertaining, Mm -hmm. Tyler's strategic, uh, Memphis, I have nothing to say about, uh, the other people, uh, David, I like, but he was like me, he really gets caught up and he trusts too many people, mm-hmm. you know? And the girls, I, I really have nothing to say about them. Devon, uh, Nicole, uh, Christmas, and uh, Danny, they know the game re- really well, but it's not what everyone wants to see. There's no one entertaining. My season, if anything, of course, people say it was one of the worst seasons, but there was a lot of fights. There was never a dull moment. If you were a live feeder, you could not wait to get into bed at midnight, turn on your computer, and just sit there laughing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe, maybe Josh was yelling at someone. Maybe Paul was doing something. Maybe Jason and Alex were doing something. Maybe I was telling a story. Maybe Cody, every, but there was always something. The live feed is tonight, after tomorrow night, let's say Devon just goes. Let's go hypothetically, because we don't know who's going off on a live eviction. After that, you have basically people who already know the game so well that they don't want to fight with each other. There's no showmances. You know yeah. what I mean? There's nothing really to the point of entertaining. Do you, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. It's... I mean, they're characters within themselves, but they're not going to go up. They're no one's standing up telling stories about yeah. how they're going to do a fight in 1978 and things like that. It seems like the committee, the six of them kind of took over the entire game. And I want to get into the committee but first, yeah. I want to deep dive into Christmas because you you played with her for yeah. the whole time. You guys lasted third, fourth and third place. Yeah. So I want to know um, your thoughts on Christmas's game. Do you think she changed a little bit since Big Brother 19? Um, well, in the Big Brother 19, she had allies. She was aligned with Paul and Josh the whole time. So she was telling me that she was aligned with me. And her and Josh were aligned together. You know what I mean? I mean, Josh was going to be on the show this year. Yeah. He ended up going on... Uh, the challenge. The challenge, yes. Yeah. And uh, they asked Paul to be on the show. So if she went in with one of them, she had it made, you know, because she definitely had someone who's going to stick by her. So my season, maybe being gullible or not knowing the game or the criteria or the whole game, because I never watched the show before I got on. Not one time did I ever watch never? the show. Never. And I swear, I've never seen it. When I met, when I met Derek, I didn't know who he was at the time, which is a nice kid. I like him. I met him. When I, when Paul came in the house that first night, remember when yeah. I won the money? Yeah. When Paul came in the house. I thought he was delivering food. I didn't know who he was. Oh my. Yeah. I didn't know who he was. Yeah. 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 Um, I want to get into Big Brother 19 a little bit later, but I do have one question about that. Go ahead. If you could go back, would you try and watch the seasons before going into the house? Oh, 100%. Now I don't have to. Now I know it. So if I went in the house now, I still, I'm still a person who, who had raised eight children who were 33 years old to 20. So I couldn't do what some of them are doing in there. It's just not, man, it's just not in me to just straight lie into someone's face. And then when they leave, laugh right about it. You know what I mean? I mean, you would have to be in a fist fight if that happened. So, I mean, I would try to win the comps because we were throwing comps. Yeah. You know what I mean? I would definitely play a more aggressive type game and try to win a little more than sitting back and listening. But, again, that's like, that's like a Monday, Monday quarterback. You ever hear the saying? The people who talk about the Monday football games, uh, Sunday football games on Monday, everyone can talk about it. Uh, hindsight's twenty twenty. you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It could change. Yeah. Um, so I want to get more into the committee, the alliance of Christmas, Danny, Nicole, Cody, Memphis. Tyler and Memphis. Tyler and Tyler, yeah. Um, so you're part of the community. Do you think this was something they planned in the preseason? Because we, on Twitter, we're all hearing about the preseason alliances. Yes. So do you think this was like before the season or do you think they just got really close week one and were like, we're going we're gonna to make it work? Because uh, I'm going to – of course, there's not no value in me in trying to make production look great. I 100% think they all knew 
who was going on. And I don't think they understand what's happened. They, when they went into the show, they knew what was going on in the country in mm -hmm. terms of, uh, of, of, uh, of what's happened with the, with the virus and what's happening with uh, racism and all that. I, don't, I just don't understand why they would make a committee and think that they could go on national TV and just ostracize people for no reason. Like they talk about David or they'll talk about Devon, but they talk about uh, Janelle. Yeah. You know, and uh, they don't understand that, you know, enough's enough, man. It's 2020. Play the game. Play the game straightforward. Like, I'm not saying that even uh, Ian seemed to play straightforward. Uh, Kevin, at times, he's straightforward. David's definitely straightforward. He's trying to be honest. But some of these, some of them are just so manipulating and think it's, I think it's quote unquote cool to be like that, that I don't know. It's, it's a deceiving game. It's a weird game, Dylan. You know, it's hard when you're in there too, because the pressure of being in there, you have to understand they were quarantined now for two weeks before. Yeah. And how many days are we up to? Like 53? Around there, yeah. Because we just started yeah. jury. Okay. So you're talking about already 60, 65 days of not doing nothing, man. And yeah. Production tells you. So it's difficult. I get into and then I also want to get into Christmas. And I'm, I'm staying on Christmas just because you played with Christmas, so you know yeah. her. Me and Christmas were tight. We used to yeah. so you know her better than I do and, or yeah. any other guest I've had so far because I've never had anybody from 19 on. You're my first one. Yeah. Um, so Christmas, I'm sure you saw because on the show, Christmas got into a huge blowout with Billy and Devon in the bathroom a couple weeks yeah. ago, if you remember, before Bailey yeah, left. Yeah, when Devon walked away. Yeah, I want to know what your thoughts on that altercation were because you saw Christmas get into a little bit with Jessica on your season. Yeah. Um, so I want to know, what were your thoughts on Christmas versus Bailey and Devon? I think it's all premeditated. I think it's all worked out before. I think it's all for the cameras. I think it's to show that she's going to show that she's a good player. And sometimes what happens, Dill, is you get carried away with it. You almost stop believing your own hype. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I'm sure when she gets off, she's going to apologize and think, what the hell did I do that for? You know what I mean? But yeah. again... And again, I'm not condoning anything that's going on. What I'm telling you is the pressure of being in there and having this go on. She thinks she's standing up and she's, she's doing the right thing. And when she gets off and finds out that it wasn't like what most of the people thought that was going to happen, she'll, she'll probably be sorry for it. Or, you know, I don't know. It's tough. You're in the game. And I mean, you got to sometimes deal take, production's got to take some kind of responsibility. Don't you agree? Yeah, I, mean, I think they have there. to. Production, you let it allows it to happen, keeps it going. Maybe production should stop and say, "Listen, what's going on here?" You know what I mean? Maybe production yeah. should put more people. They have to group forty and over. Have to group forty and under. Have to group uh, people of color. Have to group uh, what they put in there. What they're known for. The show is known for young, good-looking people. The, my season, the closest person to me wasn't even born when I was out of high school. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I mean, at the end, just think about it. Paul, Josh was 22, 23. Paul was 24. I was 56. So, I mean, yeah, you can't I, navigate through that, Dylan. You can't. You I want to get into the production and the casting for not only this season, but for every season. Yeah. So to start off with this season, before we get into everything, um, we didn't have that many old school players, right? right. So you're, you're new school. You played in 2017. Um, but Janelle, Kesar... Keisha, and then Memphis and Danny are kind of made it work with the committee. But I want to know, do you think that the old school players just didn't have the numbers to going into it? There wasn't enough cast of them? Yeah. Or and I also think the old school players, they were obviously they were targeted because the new ones are going to say to each other, we can't let these old school come and prove that when they played. But you got to understand also when they played back then, that social media was not even near what it is now. Yeah. There's no... Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, uh, Facebook, Snapchat. You guys got so much goddamn stuff that there's, you, 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 can't even, you can't even get through all that. So when they played, the old schoolers, because I seen when, when Janelle and Kaysa left, and they were pretty upset. And it's because when they play, they play, they consider themselves being genuine players. They don't play because they don't walk by and yell out their Instagram tag. You know what I mean? I mean, people yelling out their Instagram. You see people... Uh, when they're on the block or when they're, when they're being on the power veto, they'll yell out their, the, the companies they work for before yeah. anything. So it's become more of 
all about, if you look at the bottom line, everything Dylan, it seems to me it's all about money and people just get influenced by it. And I mean, it's the root of all evil. It's, they sing that in songs. Yeah, um, that's a good point. Talking about casting now as a whole. Yeah. Um, I had a conversation with Jessica from Big Brother 21. She was my guest oh, probably like three weeks ago. And we talked about- Oh yeah, Jessica, really nice lady. We talked about casting. And she mentioned that we were talking about how not only is the casting need to have more people of color, um, but we would like an older cast, right? Because yeah, we usually get the one- That would be cool, wouldn't it? That would be cool, think about one, it. Old, like the one, quote unquote, like older person. And then like the, me. Yeah, 21 yeah. year old wants a party, right? Right. So you were that person in 19. And in season 21, we had Cliff Hogg, who made also got fourth place like you. Yeah. Um, and then season 18 and season 20, the older person was the first boot. Yeah, it was Glenn and Steve. Yeah. So you and you and Cliff kind of defied the odds and made it to the end. Yeah. Very close to the finale. I want to talk about, obviously, it's harder for the older person with the young, everybody else is younger, but would you... Obviously, everybody wants more representation in the cast, but what was your thought going into the Big Brother 19 house, seeing that, like you said, they were all 21-year-old, 22-year-old, just got out of college, and you yeah. were, you said 56 well, see, or 57 at the time. 50, yeah, I turned 56 in the show. Remember Raven Lady yeah. Mike Pate? So here's the thing, Dylan. You know, you're, they're sitting around the, the, uh, the, um, the pool, mm -hmm. and they're telling about, hey, yeah, I was with this girl, or I was with this guy, and you're sitting there and you're uncomfortable and you can't go into a showman at my age. You're, you're married. Your kids are watching the show. You look like a jackass. So that cuts you right out from there. So if it's pretty simple, if you went in there, if I went in there and had a showman right there, I have someone on my side all the way to the end. So that's at least me and one other person. When you're, when you're pushed to the side on your own, you have nobody. You have nobody that you can rely on, no alliances. So my alliances I thought I had, were fabricated, but you got to remember, uh, Jesse had Cody, Mark and Elena, pa Paul had Josh and Christmas, uh, 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 Raven and Matt. Raven had Matt, yeah. Uh, Alex had Jason, so I was basically on my own. So I started getting to the point where I just said, I'm just going to stay on my own, and I should have, I should have uh, won, tried to win some of the comps. The, the comp that I really upset about for my season is the race. I yeah. I should have won the race. I knew I could have won the race. But what I was told is we're in a group. We're supposed to work together as a unit. And you got to stick to this and you'll stay longer. And then once I wasn't voted on the block, I'm figuring, oh, maybe something is going on. Here. So I believed it. And now that I understand the game more, I didn't realize that someone you could look you right in the eye and say something to you and was lying the whole time. Right? Yeah. That's part of the game. That's the criteria for the game. Again, I'm not saying that anyone's a bad person. That's the way the game, whoever may develop the game, it's got to have, got to be sitting there laughing in the back of his mind because what happens is 16 people leave the show and hate each other. What's the point of hating each other, man? You know yeah. what I mean? I don't dislike anybody on my season. I would talk to anybody on the season. Now, you also got to remember, I'm 59 now. I just had cancer and some of them are still only 25 years old. Mm -hmm. So I don't talk to my 25-year-old kid that much. You think I'm going to talk to somebody from another state that's 2,000 miles away. You know what I mean? Um, I do want to get into the showmances. Yeah. Because we don't have any showmances this season. Um, yeah, there's none in the all stuff, right? Most of them are married and have kids. But most uh, of the showmances more now were more like friendmances. Yeah. So you had Bailey and Devon. Uh, you had Kaiser and Janelle. Yeah. You had Danny and Nicole. You have... I mean, Enzo and Tyler and Cody. So, I mean, they still branched off to some type of, sh not a showman, where they're hugging and kissing and yeah. all that BS. You know what I mean? But still, uh, at least also, the, the biggest thing that everyone's got to understand is the deprivation, being deprived of talking to anyone or seeing anyone or reading anything. So you generally gear off to another person just to have someone to listen to or someone to put their arm on you. I'm not talking about put their arm on you or uh, you know, make out and do that stuff. I'm talking about just somebody that's there for you. And an older person at my age, so much older than everyone, 35 years older than Josh. Mm -hmm. Josh is what, 25? I think, he's like, I think he's 25, 26 now, yeah. Okay, I'm 59. So 33 years older than Josh. I mean, what do you have in common? Except yeah. talking about him, like talk to him like he's my son. You know what I mean? 
So it also you so you almost get you almost have really no opportunity right now. The game has developed so much. That's why the old school guys, even the old school guys, Dylan, uh, what's Chanel, 40? Chanel, I think it just turned 40 this year, yeah. And what's case at 38? I thought he was 42. I might I be think wrong. Enzo's the oldest at 42. Oh, Enzo might be 42. So he might be 39. And so I, think still, I was out of high school before Enzo was born. Yeah. So it's hard for somebody to go in there. And then again, think about it. The kids your age, they don't want to say, this older person made it further than me. And then it's pretty easy when you break into showman, it's showman, 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 and then Kevin's over here, or the older person's over here. So let's get him out, and then you make sure everyone sticks to their allegiance and their alliance, and if they send me home, they'll say, oh, good, he's stuck to our plan. But if you didn't send me home, then they'll say, well, you didn't stick to the plan, you know what I mean? Yeah. So you're not going to have an older person make it past uh, a post-jury, pre-jury, ever again, unless you change the format of the show. And I think if you change the format of the show, you'll have more people watching. And that's the whole point of the show, is to be entertaining, to get the, a, a, a higher audience, and CBS to make money. That's the whole key. I think they have to bring back eight people 40 and over who, who understand the game, who want to play to win, and then bring in the young kid. But I mean, you keep bringing in handsome young guys and good-looking young girls. What do you expect, man? So everyone watched it when you were 12 years old when you were watching it, 10 years ago. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It was, oh, I'm, you know, you're going to watch it. You see the girl on Big Brother just, and the guys, how handsome they are. But when you put someone older on, it's hard to navigate through that. It, it's yeah. really, you're putting a really difficult spot, really difficult spot. Mm -hmm. In other words, me, I was generally in my corner and I was on my own. And when everyone was talking, if I wasn't there, you didn't know if they were talking about you or not. But if you have a showman, and then if you're a showman and you develop friendship with another showman, another, now you have six people that are on your side, which is now the committee. So the committee is basically a showman without kissing and hugging. And but I it's wanna... not being accepted in terms of audience. The audience doesn't want to see that. The audience, I think, would rather see some genuine, real playing. The way Janelle, Keza, Ian, Keisha, uh, Bailey, Devon, uh, and I and I just and simply uh, it looks like Enzo. Enzo seems to me to be a straight shooter. You know he's trying to he's trying to again navigate through, and there's no there's no showman. So, uh, but some of the others sometimes they start believing their own headlines and think they're more important than the show. So I don't you know it gets difficult. Yeah, yeah but I, think I want to talk. I love the point that you brought up about this. The committee's three showmans, right? There's six people. Right. Um. And I find your season to be very interesting. And like I said, I haven't had anybody on yet, but I want to ask you, in the beginning of your season, it seemed that Jessica and Cody, Raven and Matt and Mark and Elena were the showman six, right? There was, and then Paul kind of broke it up. So I want to ask you, I know this is completely hypothetical and nobody will ever know the answer, but if Paul's not on that season, Ooh. who do you think wins? What do you think happens? Paul's not on that season. Yeah, if it's just all you guys were all new players, all 16 of you were all new. That would be so interesting, wouldn't it? Yeah, I, that's, think, I always, I've always wondered that. And I've always I would think it would have got down to, I think if Paul wasn't on the season, I think Cody would have ran everything. And Cody would have, uh, he would have, he would have dealt out the cards and told everyone what to do. Not maybe to the point as aggressive as Paul was, but Cody still, he had a lot of pull at the beginning, except, uh, you know, he, he, he didn't get into it as, as bad as, as, as getting mad as Paul got to, to separate the two sides, you know what I mean? But I think Cody was an influential, great player. Cody won, won the comps. Well, the ones the comps at the beginning, people gravitate to them. Yeah. So let's say you, what they call is a, what do they call someone who doesn't really play out? What do they call him? Floater, floater. Floater, floater, yeah. So let's say you were floater and you see someone aggressive like Cody, some young kid, Cody was only young on the show, he was 30 years old, 31, I forget. He, uh, he's one of the competitions, he's in great shape. So some older person's gonna gravitate towards him, hoping he carries him through. And then when you get an opportunity to make your move, you make your move. If you don't get that opportunity, you're still happy you made it further down the line. Because you have to remember, I was, like I said, I was 56, I won no comps, and I thought I was a failure. I, until I got into the jury round table, and Dr. Will was there, and he came over to me, shook my hand. This is before you didn't see it on TV. 
hey, Kevin, I said, how are you? I'm Dr. Will. I said, nice to meet you. He said, I won the show. I said, you did? He said, yeah. He said, he never won a competition. Never. And I was like, you mean to tell me you never won a competition? Yeah. And you won? Because I thought I was a failure for not winning a competition. But I did win the first night. Yeah. The, uh, the 25,000. Yeah, Dr. Will's one of the best players, and he played He played twice. I, I, my only season, I came in fourth and never won a competition. I don't know if you consider the first one a competition, but it was, it was monetarily, it was beneficial. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. I think it would have been... Like, Cody was good, man. Cody, why do you think they went against each other? Yeah. Because Cody knew the game. He knew who Paul was. He knew production sent Paul in there to influence the show to focus the show one way. So Cody went against him. I, I agree. I think Cody did everything he could. He just didn't have the numbers. You know what I mean? So I have a question. Why do you think the majority of the house decided to go with Paul rather than Cody? Well, he, again, if you remember the whole season, you may have to talk about production again. Paul, yeah. the first night he came in, gets eight friendship bracelets like this. Yeah. Cancer bracelet. So he gets eight of these. So he gets to pick eight house guests. Now you remember, we just spent seven days in, in um, quarantine, sequester, sequester, and we're waiting to get there. You haven't talked to nobody. Me, I watched Back to the Future thirty times. You get out there, you everyone's talking, everyone's breaking out, and they're giving you champagne. And then Paul comes in, and he allows you. You go to go into the Austin Powers room, and you have to ask him or or uh, trying to make him, persuade him into keeping you for a week. And whoever he gives eight bracelets to for that first week, you don't have to do nothing. You don't have to worry about nothing. You don't even have to be in the competition. Mm -hmm. So everyone's thinking to himself, this guy's got a lot of influence already. Then the next week, he got three weeks of safety. Yeah, I remember, remember? that. Yeah. So now we're, now listen, now we're five weeks in and he can't even be put on the block. We can't even be touched. So you start thinking to yourself, remember, man, your mind starts playing tricks on you. Remember, you're in there now five weeks in is what, 36 days, 37 days. He can't go on the block. He can't be put on nominated. He can't be touched. He gets called in the uh, DR 30 times, five times a day. You're saying to yourself, what the hell, man? So you have to get into alliance or allegiance with him. And he pretty much took over. Mm -hmm. You know, everyone wasn't just as dumb as they portrayed us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, you're thinking to yourself, what the hell's going on, man? I'm going to have to stick with this young kid. I'm going to have to. And he, he was good to me the whole time until the end. I mean, at the end, it was dog eat dog, whatever the, whatever. Yeah. At the end, it was for them all the money. I made it down to the final four. So at the end, I knew I was leaving. You see my, my, my eviction speech. I gave them all hugs, man. I said, see you later. Take care. That's, yeah, that's a good point. I want to talk about, Paul and tied into Josh. As we talked about earlier, they were kind of rumored to be on the season. There was rumors that maybe Josh might have tested positive. We don't know if that's true or not. Um, Paul was also rumored to be on the season, um, but he's not. And Josh is obviously filming for the challenge right now. How do you think this season? It would have been completely different if they were there. Oh man! It but how do you think it would? How do you think it would have went? Because obviously they would have been with Christmas. But do you think they would have went against? The committee? Do you think they would have worked with Janelle or went against Janelle? How do you think it would have? Who Paul? Well, they're younger. They're younger. A big player that would change the game drastically. So how do you think it would have went? I think it would have been Raiden's galore, man. You would yeah. have been Raiden's galore. It would have been. It would have been great. I think it would have been great. I mean, if anything, again, people cannot like our season. People cannot dislike Paul or dislike Josh. But you've got to grant them that they were entertaining, right? Mm -hmm. They were funny. Right, they had people watching, and if man, of course, did people throw comps? A lot of a lot of different things happened, but you have to say, man, their ratings is what counts, and there was a lot high ratings. And Paul knows the game. Paul's highly intelligent. Josh is a super fan. Was watching since he was ten years old. They knew what competitions we were going to play. They're good players. You can't take that away from them. That's the whole structure of the game is to bring in the best players. And Paul is a good player. You cannot say, dislike him or like him. I mean, I like Paul, I love Paul. He's, he's cool with me, his family, he's great family. Same with Josh, great family. You gotta understand, what you see on the TV show is not what they are when they come off the show. When Paul come off the show, I went to his house, I met his family, and 
you know, of course I have people saying to me, oh, he did this or said this about you. And I was like, during a game, guys, it was a game because Paul's family is one of the nicest. Josh has been to my house. Josh has slept here. He's been with my family. Josh is one of the nicest people outside of the house. For me to say that, I'm telling you the truth. And I know that for a fact. I, Josh gets a lot of hate. I actually met Josh before um, yeah. in Miami in December. One of the nicest guys. I talked to him for about 10 to 15 minutes about the challenge. Slept in my house. One of the nicest I mean, the nicest, one of the nicest guys I've ever met. That's, listen, what happens though, you have to understand, he's young. He's only 25, 26. Mm -hmm. He gets flooded with this social media world. Mm -hmm. And once you respond to somebody who's giving you uh, bad vibes or bad energy, once you respond, and then you're in the middle of blocking people and all of this stuff. And I'm just telling you, I... Josh is a good kid. Listen, you get caught up. You give someone $500,000. You have them doing all kinds of shows. You get caught up. But you got to say he's entertaining, Dylan. That's all that yeah, matters. I, yeah, Isn't I that like, what it's all about, entertaining? Yeah, I mean, what yeah. do football players do? Does anyone really care what Tom Brady's like outside of the football field? No. They yeah. care about what he does on the football team. Yeah. You know? I've, always, I've always rooted for Josh just because yeah. he's, he's a nice guy. I like um, So I want to get into more of your season and a, a lot of the fans are very invested in the casting process yeah. um so i want to just know what was your casting process like were you recruited did you go to an open call like how did you how did kevin end up on Beverly 19. okay so i'm watching a tv show one night and out comes on this commercial i'm in boston i live in boston yeah. it says uh come down to quincy market and try out for big brother open tryouts and my daughters are super fans and they're yelling, oh, I'm gonna go try out. I'm gonna, and I said, man, I'm gonna go try it. I'll make that show easy. And they were like, you don't even know what you're talking about. So I can remember the day, it was March 22nd, freezing cold in Boston, mm -hmm. five degrees. So I take the train and I never take the train. Never, I haven't taken the train in 30 years. I take the train down to Quincy Market to meet my daughter. She works at the aquarium. So I go over to the Quincy Market and there's a line of kids your age, gotta be 100, 200 of them at least. And they're all on their phones like this. So I had a uh, suit on, so I cut the line. And I just walked in and cut the line. And this guy says, ho, ho, where are you going? And I said, where do you mean, where am I going? It was a bar called Ned Devines. Uh -huh. And I said, he said, where are you? I said, who are you? He said, who are you? And he ended up being the casting director. So he gave me a number. And I said, man, I can't give me a number like, 268 or something like that. And I said, you, you think I'm gonna wait for 268? And he said, well, they go in groups of like eight. So I said, man, I'll wait around for a while. So he, they moved me up and I met Derek and everyone thought, I didn't know who he was. My daughter knew who he was. Yeah. And uh, they bring you in and they interview you, but no, I wasn't a recruiter. I never even seen the show. So I would get home and I told my daughters, listen, I think they like me, man. And the next day I got a call, come back to a hotel in Boston. And I got interviewed. Two days later, I got called again. And I went back to the hotel. And uh, they filmed me. Uh, three weeks went by, so I figured nothing happened. It's over. Uh, I got called from LA. And they said, we're going to fly you out to LA. So then you go through the whole procedure. And I ended up on the show. I've never seen the show. I should have watched it. I did watch the last uh, the, the season finale of Derek's show, and he won. 16. Cody picked Derek to stay yeah. instead of the girl Victoria. I've seen that. 16. That's all I've seen. I've never seen another piece of the show at all. Oh, wow. Um, so I want to fast forward into the first day. And I, I find it interesting because obviously, like, once you guys get out of the house, the majority of you are like one big, big brother family, right? There's still some bad blood. But I want to yeah. go back to day one. And it's this game I've been playing. It's just first impressions, right? So I want to just give you a name of one of your fellow castmates, and I want you to, can you just tell me what the first thought you had in your head was when you saw when them? When I seen them? Yeah, or talked to them the first time, whatever your first impression of them was. Okay. Um, so the first one I got is the winner, just Josh. What was your first impression? Young Josh? kid, uh, talkative, uh, really active, uh, anxious, uh, mommy's boy, nice, nice kid. Slept with me for the first three nights. Me and yeah. him slept in a small bed together for the first three nights. Nice kid. Uh, really sincere and i was like man this poor young kid man i because i told him calm down relax relax yeah. nice kid ended up being the winner yeah yeah um the next one she's kind of a 
a big fan favorite on Twitter is Raven. Is she a big fan favorite on Twitter? Yeah, they love they. Some people want a Raven back in this house because they think she's gonna bring the drama. Because you know, she was a part of a lot of the drama in, in nineteen. Raven initially, when I met Raven, we were I, I thought she was a beautiful young girl. You know, she was telling us about what's wrong with her and stuff. So you felt sort of kind, felt sort of bad. But she ended up being very athletic. She yeah. was a. Uh, she was very nice. Uh, we got along, and beautiful young girl. Only small. They're only. She's only like five two or something like that. But she was nice. She's like one of my daughters. So it's hard for me to uh, categorize or say anything negative when I have daughters. When you have that many, I have daughters at her age. But I was. She was always cool with me. I mean, we were playing a game. So when it got down to halfway through, Dylan, you play. They're playing for five hundred thousand yeah. dollars. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So me, I was like. Man, I don't really care. But they were like, they were playing to win five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. So she was cool. I liked Raven. Uh, I've never had no problems. I speak to her. I text, uh, uh, DM her, and talk to her. She's cool. Uh, my next one's Alex. Alex, and we were close at the beginning. I don't know what happened. We separated, but she thought she would say, I don't know. At the beginning, me and her worked together. It was me, her, and Jason. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. She was very athletic. Yeah, that's true. She, she won some. She, she won some got, competitions. Yeah, she was very into keeping her teeth clean. Uh, she was uh, very. She kept to herself. She was very tough, strong. You know what I mean? She talked about her family. Very proud of her family. Very proud of her nephew. She yeah. missed him, and uh, she was really close with Jason. Jason was my dad. Yeah. yeah. I know this is about Big Brother, but we talked about the challenge earlier. I think Alex would be perfect for the challenge if they ever gave her a call. Yeah, she I think was, yeah, she was yeah. tough. She's short too, you know, she's small. Yeah, I think she'd be good. Um, my next one I have is Elena. What was Elena's your first impression? Elena's my girl, I loved her. Yeah? Yeah, she's cool, she's, uh, you know, she just lets things flow right off her back. She's pretty cool. And then deep down, she takes things personal. She makes, she hides it good, you know what I mean? But mm -hmm. Elena is a sweetheart. Elena slept here, her and Mark, stayed at my house for oh. four days. I brought wow. her to the club. Elena's a sweetheart. Nice girl, she's a Texas girl. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my last one was Paul, but you kind of already answered that saying you yeah, thought Paul, was my God. family, nicest family ever got. You have to remember, Paul's very intelligent. He's like you, you know, really intelligent. So he knew going on the show what to do. And the criteria of the show or the show dictates that this is how you play to win. So what Paul was doing was not trying to embarrass or humiliate no one. He was just trying to win. And he tried to use to his advantage the best way. Now, would I do that the same way? Probably not. But Paul came in second twice, so he did the best. He did better than me. Yeah. I have to give. He's won a lot of comps too. He has won a lot of comps. Yeah. I like uh, Paul. I like him. All right. Let me, um. So I want to fast forward. We already kind of talked about the middle of the game. Yep. Um. At the end of the game, you voted for Paul to win. Josh oh. won the game. I want to know when did you decide to vote for Paul? Did you always know it was gonna be Paul or? Were you no, thinking maybe no, Christmas, we, maybe Josh? And then what ended up making well, your mind set on when Paul? Christmas came out third, you mm -hmm. knew you weren't going to vote for her. So well, you had yeah. two people left. You had two people left. So they, they would give us a strict set of regulations and rules. Yeah. You vote for the person you feel played the best game. So they didn't say to vote for the person you liked the best or the person who got along with you the best or the person who did it. And I thought Paul won more comps, Paul put more people on the block, Paul dictated more of the season, Paul won more stuff, and Paul, so I just thought he played a better game. But again, it was a five to four vote, so, you know. So if, if Christmas was sitting next to Paul, do you still vote for Paul? Oh yeah, 100%. And if it's Christmas and Josh, who are you rooting for? Josh. Okay. I was just wondering, because there's some some fans that thought Christmas, because obviously Josh beat Paul. Um, people say that was because of how Paul treated people. So there's a lot of fans that think if Christmas was in the end, she would have won. And what do they I'm, think if I was in the end against Josh? If you were in the end against Josh, I think you would have probably had a lot. I think you would have got Cody's, Elena's, Matt's. I'm trying to think who else was in the jury. Maybe Jason, Alex, and, Alex, Alex and Jason. You Raven. Those five. I think no matter who was in the end between Josh and Paul, they were going to get Raven and, and Matt's vote just because that's how it was. Yeah. But Elena, Mark, Elena, Cody, Mark, Jason, Cody, Alex, Jason, Alex, I don't think we're ever going to vote for Paul. 
Paul. And so whoever up against Paul would have won. Would have so, won. And if, if they could have voted against Josh, too, they would have done that. But since it was Josh and Paul, they had to pick me one and Christmas. Them. You and Christmas? I think, I think you would have won. I think anybody, anybody in the jury that's sitting next to Christmas, Josh, or Paul wins. Because you have the five votes that are yeah, yeah. Elena, Mark, uh, Cody, yeah, Alex, yeah, and, yeah. and Jason. That's interesting. That's cool. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, I think it's just the only way that that trio of Paul, Josh, Christmas, one of them wins is they had to take each other. Yeah, and that's the game, man. The whole game is to be manipulative and make it to the end. And then, you know, but what you got to understand is as you're manipulating, you can't be so aggressive that you get a jury that's a, uh, what they call a sour jury. What do they call bitter, it? Bitter jury. Bitter, bitter jury. So I think that's the only mistake Paul made. And he still almost pulled it off. He still only lost five to four. I mean, if, if the jury was that bitter, he still had me, Christmas, Matt, and Raven vote for him. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, all he had to do was get one other person, man, to – but you got to remember, you sit in that jury for 10 weeks, eight weeks, seven weeks, you sit in the jury. You get to talk. You get to see sections of the show. You get to see what? Listen, Paul told me he was taking the final two. What? He told me that. What? He told me that. He told me that. Fuck him. Fuck. Let's get him. So that's what happens. So you also not have to be able to manipulate the house guests while you're in the house. You have to remember that the people you're manipulating are going to ones who are going to vote for you. Yeah. So it's pretty like it's pretty weird, man. You know, I think it's whoever did it's a genius, a genius who have invented the game. Um, so to be completely honest, when I watched that live, I thought Paul was going to win hands down. Yeah, me too. Me when so I went into the jury. Like, listen, we went into the jury round table so i get my suit on i walk in and you could see them in the corner production was cooking dinner for us we're having an outside dinner a big festive dinner like a luau type thing but you have to do the jury first so i'm like hey come on let's go have dinner man everyone we're gonna all vote for paul and they all started yelling at me he talked about you i was like what and then we ended up getting to sitting there with dr wolf for two and a half hours and i'm sitting over there Watching them cook over there, I'm like, man, I want to go eat dinner. So yeah, that was that was my question because I want to know if, like, does the jury know who's? Do they know where their votes are going to lie, or were you like completely surprised? And it sounds like no, I was surprised, but I never went to the jury house. Yeah, I know, but it seems like you were surprised at the at the round table. But once you talked to them, you knew they were not voting for. Oh yeah, yeah, I knew. Yeah, you get to go, you go, you go up to your hotel that night. Yeah, damn, Paul, because I said to Paul. He said, we talked, and I was like, listen, take Josh with you to the finals because I, I said, Mark won't vote for Josh. Cody won't vote for Josh. Elena won't vote for Josh. Jessica won't vote for Josh. They fought with him all season, right? And yeah. then when they got on the round table, I was like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> so I don't know. That's the whole game. You may think you have it one easy, and then you don't win. But I think, they, I think CBS also played it out a little more. You know what I mean? Showing Paul pretending, looking like he was crying. He, I mean, everyone knows. I mean, he had a no. We like, like for nights like tonight, when tomorrow night's a live eviction. So the POV you're going to see tonight, another 24 minutes. Yeah. Power veto. That's been done since Monday. Yeah. You know that, right? Yeah. So you spend four days in that house walking around. Everyone knows who's voting for who tomorrow night. Yeah. Like you heard Danny say, it's going to be nine nothing vote. I used to go into the jury, into the DR and say, they were like, Kevin, well, who are you thinking of voting for tonight? And I said, you guys know what's going on. It's going to be six to three. You know who's going to vote. Yeah. It's going to be Cody, seven to one. He's going out. And they're like, how do you know that? I said, you know it too. You've been watching on the, all these cameras you have around us all week. You hear the way everyone's talking. So it's no one's surprise. Devon knows who's going home. But you got to remember, the show you're seeing tonight has filmed on Sunday. Yeah. You know what I mean? This weekend. It's been a while. Right, right. So now the only thing you actually see live is tomorrow night. That's the one that's important. You want to watch live because then the emotions are going to come out. Mm-hmm. When Devon and Kevin go up there tomorrow night live, those emotions are coming out, Dylan. I'm telling you. Yeah. They're coming out. So I want to talk about the end of the game. When you leave the house, yeah. um, the game's over. We find out Josh wins. Cody's America's favorite. You do all the interviews in the backyard. I was that close to that, right? Yeah, you were close. Um, yeah. You do all the interviews in the backyard, and then all of a sudden, 
all the millions of Big Brother fans know your name. They know your face. Yeah. Right? And a lot of them probably are completely okay sharing their opinion of you with you. So I want to just ask you about how surreal of a moment that was getting out of the house after being locked up for 86 days and then going to a hotel and then coming out and having millions of people know you and either love you or hate you. So if you could just talk about what that I have to be like. honest with you. I honestly, I would say I get 99.9% positive. I don't have, yeah. I don't remember anybody saying anything negative ever to me. And I mean it. And I'm not saying it. Oh, everyone loves me. I'm just saying nobody said a bad word to me ever. I mean, my friends, what the hell did you let that kid talk to you about? I was like, listen, man, they do it in another room. They don't do it in front of me. I didn't see what was going on. You know what I mean? If I knew what was going on, yeah. I mean, that type of stuff. But you're right. It's a lot of pressure. And I don't think I could have handled it if I was 25 years old. So you, what do you do? You, you have, no, everyone notices you. Everyone knows who you are. So then you become sort of not famous as a, as a style. You're not going to go overboard and yeah. say that. But you're known. You go to airports. You go traveling around. They know who you are. They, they judge you on what they've seen on the show. Because 95% of the people aren't live feeders. 95% of the people, even more maybe, yeah. maybe even 98% of the people just watch what they make of you. So if production gives you a good edit, they're going to like you. So that's why it's unfortunate because some of the edits, because the way Paul, Josh, uh, some other people were portrayed, they're not that kind of people. You, like you said, you met Josh. He's a sweetheart yeah. of a person. But mm -hmm. the edits, the edits may not show that. So then you have people... There's like, there's a lot of people when it comes to Big Brother, there's no gray area. It's black and white. They yeah. either like you or they don't, you know? And uh, being a young person, it's got to be really difficult. I don't know how I'd handle it. I had a family there and I still ended up, I ended up getting sick afterwards. I got cancer. I want to talk to you about, we know you got cancer and thankfully you've you're, you made it through. Um, but I want to talk, you played, it's been three years now, right? Since 2017. So I want to talk about, what have your three years been like? Um, obviously, we know about um, your cancer. Um, and then how's, how's 2020 treating you? Because this year has been rough for everybody. Yeah. There's a virus. You cannot get like more difficult year. Listen, Dylan, I, when, you're, when you have cancer and when you have cancer surgery, every, every, six, every 60 days, 90 days, you have to go and have blood drawn to make mm -hmm. sure your levels get... And now when the hospitals are closed down, you're not an emergency, you're not considered an emergency. So now I'm like, listen, you said that, you know, you've got to come back every 60 to 90 days and have your PSA levels, which is your blood levels to see if, so the cancer didn't return. And when you're not able to go back, you start getting, like every person, like your younger kids, you know, you start getting anxious, you start getting stressed out, you get depressed, you start turning to other things, maybe gambling, maybe drinking, you know what I mean? And they become vices and they become bad for you. You know what I mean? So I, a lot of times I went out and when I was off the show and then I ended up getting sick, I was like, man, not even a year. And now I have cancer because I lost a brother to cancer. You can understand cancer is not a, no, no joke. When you get cancer, you lay in bed at night and you're thinking to yourself, what's going on, man? What's happening? Then when you have bags coming out of your side and everything, you don't seem to be as cool as you thought you were. You get it's a humbling, it's a humbling uh, disease. So you're controlled by that disease. So you start feeling bad. And you, you're a man. You don't want to turn to no one and ask for help. You don't want to cry. You don't want to see you cry. So you turn maybe to, like I said, drinking, which I did. And you end up drinking too much. So I quit that. I quit it and had enough. I've lost 40 pounds now. I feel great. But now... 2020 comes and I'm like, yes, this is my chance. I'm going to start fighting, get back out there, do things. Cause I lost 40 pounds. I'm ready to go. You know what I mean? Cancer's in my back. As of now, I'm a cancer survivor. That's yeah. what I'm called now. Thank you know God. what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, and I want to share that with people and educate people and let people know to go get a checkup, to go. That's all you got to do to find out, to make sure. Cause the worst thing you can do is wait. Mm -hmm. And then be told all they can do is medicate you. You want to be able to fight it. So, you want, I want to be educating people and tell them, and then this happens. So now you're basically, you've been, you've been uh, quarantined since what, March 5th? Yeah. March 5th, I've been in the house. And me with an immune system having cancer, literally my daughter, I have two daughters, and three daughters and my wife and two daughters are nurses, and two of them are in nursing school. They don't let you go nowhere. You can't just 
They just know it. I've done it. Everyone may think, oh, these guys from Big Brother, they're doing, it's even, it's not worse, but it's even as difficult because now being on Big Brother, you're not able to go to meet and greets. You're not able to do stuff that's with the, what it comes with being part of the Big Brother family. You're just yeah. home. So literally since March 5th, I've spent 99.9% of my time home doing yard work and just working out and trying to get back into shape. And it's been difficult. And I really, I wouldn't want to be a young, it's hard, man. The social media is, is a difficult thing, man. Yeah. Really difficult thing. I'm hoping this year, I mean, I'm hoping it ends well at least, or at least gets yeah. better. It has to get better. Kid, listen, you ever watch the movie The Temptations? Yeah. You know what The Temptations are, right? Yeah. So they put their hands in and the guy looks over and he says, man, just look at it this way. All we can go from here is up. We can't go down no further, Dylan. You know what I mean? All we can do is go up, man. One last question. Well, it's go two. Ahead, number one is, would you ever play again? And number yeah. two is, who do you think is winning this season? Who's your prediction? Okay, so my, I can't pick a winner in a one-horse race. Listen, I'm telling you, man. If I pick the only winner I ever picked in the Kentucky Derby, and they took the horse down. So I can't pick a winner. So whoever I pick, and if you ever watch this, don't say, oh, Kevin's in for I'm Would I go back? I would definitely go back because now I understand the game more. But I would go back under the cons, uh, conditions that there are a few people my age. Yeah. Like, put, put me back in there with Cliff, with uh, uh, Michelle, with Luan, with yeah. older people, with uh, Janelle, whoever, older people, some older people. Glenn. And then put a crew of younger people in. Don't put me in there with... 15 Dillons, I mean, I'm going to be put, you know what, put, put a 121 year old there with, with 15, 55 year olds and see how long they last. He won't last, he would be asking, he'll self-evict, you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, yeah, so, so who do I think is going to win? I, I, I think Danny's a good player, man. That's Danny knows what she's doing. I've been saying Danny. I think Danny, Enzo, and Cody are good players, man. Mm-hmm. I think they're good players. And Tyler is a good player. Nicole, you may just people may dislike her. She's a good player. They know what she, they're doing. They understand the game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now they may not be they may not be favorites on social media. Yeah. But it's in, in the house, excuse me, there's no social media. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I want to say thanks for coming on. Thanks for hey, taking time. Dylan, time. You got my now. I just text me, man. You got my DM text me. Yeah. Everyone, thank you so much. I hope you enjoy it. I'm gonna go upstairs now and I am. I'm going to watch the show. Yeah, we got. Thank you all for listening to this episode of the Chilling with Dylan podcast. All my socials and Kevin's socials will be in the description below. Hope you enjoyed it. Stay tuned for more.